Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Hayley Curtis, Gene Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, gene keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Journey Home Podcast. Now, this is usually a weekly ponder episode today, but I'm feeling inspired to do something a little bit different. The Gene Key Pulse for this week is Gene Key 55, which is the central key of the Gene Keys. It holds within it this beautiful prophecy of what's to come for humanity and really all Gene Keys can fold into this one Gene Key. It's the Gene Key of freedom. So with every single Gene Key, with every single shadow we face, every single gift that we ignite, the thing that we're moving towards is freedom. And the real question within that Gene Key is what is freedom? And what blocks us from freedom? And then all of our human journeys really fall under that that one umbrella. And so instead of talking to you today about Gene Key 55, I thought that I would just snuggle myself up right now. I'm laying in bed with my two dogs, Hunter and Stephen. And I just felt like sharing with you some stories about the dream arc and how the dream arc has been supporting me in my journey back home to freedom. It has just been the most magical, magical journey I have ever been on. I'm almost six months in to my journey with the dream arc, maybe seven, six or seven months in. And I just have such beautiful stories to share, such beautiful experiences. So this is going to be a bit of story time where I'm going to share with you the stories of the five animals who have chosen to work with me so far and a little bit about all of that stuff. So let's just start with chatting a bit about the dream arc. There is an episode called Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, and it is a really beautiful like almost two hour long episode with Megan and myself where we explain exactly what the dream arc is and we share stories of of our dream arc adventures but in short the dream arc is a transmission that sits underneath the gene keys but also completely separate from the gene keys so in terms of the gene keys you have 64 gene keys and they each have a shadow a gift and a city so there are 192 words that make up the gene keys transmission what the dream arc has done is taken all 192 words of the gene keys and given them an animal So there are 192 animals that represent the archetypal journeys of the Gene Keys. And it is 
just mind-blowingly, heart-openly magnificent. And it just, I don't think it's ever going to cease to amaze me how spot on each animal is to the archetypal challenge that Richard Rudd has chosen to pair that animal with. It's, it's profound. It is absolutely profound. And so working with the dream arc, technically you're working with the gene keys, but in a completely different way. When you work with the dream arc, there is no gene key profile. So it's not like you're going on the golden path and, and working through your activation sequence, your venous sequence, your pearl sequence. You go on just a heart-led intuition, intu- I said that weird, intuition-led voyage where these animals will choose you or you choose them and whether that gene key is in your profile or not. All of the animals I've worked with so far, none of them lay in my profile. And that's been one of the most exciting things. Also, it's such a yin way to work with your gene keys. The gene keys are already yin. You already work with them in a very open-hearted, yin-led, gentle, patient way. But the dream arc just takes that to the next level and really activates a lot of creativity, a lot of imagination, a lot of childhood play in the way in which you can transform your life. And so as you work with an animal in the dream arc, it really adds this feeling that you are not alone on your journey. And you never are alone on your journey. You are connected to all things, but sometimes we can feel like we're alone. And so as you're you're navigating a specific challenge in your life, you have this animal who is there with you in spirit. And each animal that you work with in the dream arc, you're actually working with a piece of your own DNA. You are accessing a piece of yourself that already lays inside of you through the archetypal nature of that animal. And it's just insane, guys. I mean, I could, uh, even explaining this a few years back, I would have heard myself saying this being like, what, Haley? That sounds cuckoo and it sounds stupid. <laughs> but being right amongst it, the transformation that these animals have taken me through is just ridiculous. And I have actually been able to let go of things and journey into things that I have been trying to either peel back or um, really let go of in my life for decades. And I've never been able to do it. But the dream arc has given me access to the things within myself that I needed in order to do these things. So let me share a few stories with you. You might be driving your car right now or going for a walk or doing some housework or maybe you're just cozied up at home. But I'd love to just bring you along for some story time. So I've already shared the two stories of how I came to work with the eel and how I came to work with the turtle in past episodes. So I won't reshare the full stories of those, but the way in which the eel and the turtle came to work with me were just so magical and so mystical. The eel came to me in a dream, which 
was an, a lucid dream where I knew I was dreaming of the eel and I was like, Haley, wake up. You need to write this down. You're dreaming of an animal. This animal has clearly chosen you for the dream arc. And an eel is such a weird thing for me to dream of, not something that um, was actively in my consciousness. And so I knew that it had come and chosen me. And I've been working with the eel since uh, the beginning of last September now. And Man, <laughs> it has been taking me on a wild ride of transformation. And the eel has really been the one that has challenged me the most and has allowed me to peel back some stuff in my life that I'd never been able to peel back before. One of the major things the eel really shifted in my life at the beginning of this year is it was the it was the very thing that brought me into um letting go of alcohol. And I wouldn't say that I had a drinking problem. However, I was definitely self-medicating with alcohol. I wasn't drinking in large amounts, but I was drinking often. And it was definitely something that was undermining my health journey. In November last year, my health took a decline and it just never came back up again. And I was very, very much struggling, uh, extremely fatigued, in really, really bad pain and, and aches, which I always have fatigue and pain, but not to this degree and not for that prolonged amount of time. And it was really the eel that allowed me to take a deeper look at my life and support me in being able to let go of alcohol. And today I am on day 47 uh, without alcohol, and it is all thanks to the eel. Or all thanks to that part within myself that the eel represents, that journeying with the eel in this way allowed me to access. The eel has also been just inviting me into such shifts in perspective around business, around success, around the visions I hold for myself, around the visions I hold for my business, and has been deconstructing not just lifelong patterns, but generational long patterns that my family's been carrying around these, these sorts of ideas. And it has been an uncomfortable process at times. In the first few weeks of working with the eel, I was waking up in the middle of the night crying. That's how intense this was. However, the gentle nature of the dream arc allowed me to really lean in on the animal so that I could feel like I could keep moving forward. These are usually those times in transformation where we come up against that real discomfort and we go, oh, no, I, I can't go any deeper with that. But the dream arc has just opened up space for me to go the places, go to the places where I didn't feel like I had the strength to go to before. And as a result, I'm seeing shifts and transformation in my life that are so much vaster and wider and more profound than what I've ever seen before. And so that's been a lot of my journey with the eel. The, when you work with the eel, you work with the full life cycle. And so you work with the four phases, but I've actually worked with five phases of the life cycle, right from the larvae to then the glass eel where it's floating in the ocean to then the elver eel, which is the stage that I'm in at the moment. And then I will be initiated to work with the yellow eel and then the silver eel, which is the end. But I was just talking to Megan today, my fellow dream arc lover, and 
In the dream mark, the eel says that when you come to work with me, you are to work with me and me alone. You cannot work with any other animals while you're working with me. This is going to be a long journey and you must stay with me until it is over. However, as I entered into the dream arc and got to sit with beautiful teachings from Richard Rudd and Rosie Aronson around the dream arc, they really encouraged us to not bring any rules with us into this experience, to not box yourself in and where the dream arc was offering up a rule to feel so welcome to break it. And so a rule that I broke right from the get-go is that I have been working with other animals alongside the eel and it really dropped for me. Actually, today it dropped for me why that is. Today while I was journaling and I was, I was channel writing from the eel, I really felt the eel share with me that it was going to be with me until I was 60 years old. That this, this eel and this life cycle, I'm going to go on the full life cycle and eels live to around 25 years old. And in 25 years time, I will be 59 years old. And I really feel like the eel is still going to be with me then. And this is really, the eel has come in to support me on my full professional journey. My full journey with what I'm here to bring to the world through my vocation, through what I'm here to share. And I believe that I will come to the real peak of that at around 59, 60 years old. And I just came into this deep acceptance this morning of it's going to be with me all the way through. All the way through it's going to be with me. So who knows, maybe the eel is my kin animal, which when you enter into the dream arc, you, by the end of your time going through your initial round of the dream arc, you have a kin animal and it's an animal that chooses to be with you forever and an animal that chooses to play a very vital role in your life and I just had a sense that possibly it means that, that the eel is my kin however I'm definitely not jumping into saying that yes it is I'm going to remain open um, for that to continue to speak to me but yeah that that journey with the eel so far my word <laughs> it has been absolutely amazing and I'm so excited to continue on that journey because it's definitely ushering me towards deeper and deeper and deeper levels of freedom. So the turtle is the next animal I wanted to share with you about and the turtle is my guardian. So when you first enter the dream arc, usually the first animal that you come to is your guardian. The eel came to me before the turtle because I had a very profound dream about the eel. And so already from the get-go, I was breaking the bloody rules. It was fantastic. But the, the turtle, my guardian, I was not expecting. And I shared this story on the last podcast episode, so you can go and have a listen to that. But I was expecting the bull to be my guardian. However, the turtle most definitely chose me. And there were so many ridiculous synchronicities in the turtle choosing me and it makes so much sense why it did because the turtle is all about the fear of your own power it's all about redefining prosperity and it's all about taking your dreams and it says now is the time to stop fantasizing about your dreams 
and to actually make them happen, to actually put your feet on the ground and start walking. And the turtle was the most perfect guardian to support me in my eel journey because the eel actually represents the shadow of fantasy in the Gene Keys. And so the turtle has really been encouraging me and supporting me through so much unlearning around prosperity. It has been challenging my beliefs and my ideas around money, around success, around failure, and has invited me into many experiences to look at that differently. So there have been multiple uh, opportunities that have popped up in my life in the last six months where I've been able to sit with teachings and transmissions about prosperity and redefining it. One of those is I felt the call to enter back into the pearl sequence, which is uh, in the Gene Keys. It's your prosperity sequence. And I am uh, three and a half months into to deeply sitting with that and really seeing so much of the pressure that I've been carrying around since a young child around ideas with prosperity and success and failure that were just crippling me and were really holding me back in my business. So Turtle's really been encouraging me on that. And in doing so is making my journey with the eel that much more potent, that much more open. And the way in which I work with the turtle is I, I really keep seeing myself just gliding through the water alongside the turtle and I see how the turtle glides at times and then when it goes onto the shore when it needs to lay its eggs it really has to work to move through the sand so it holds both those energies it holds the determination and the energy of like okay move 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 and it also holds the energy of gliding and moving in the currents and taking life lightly and and moving gently and just seeing how both of those play a role in prosperity and how both of those play a role in my life which has been such a delicious journey so delicious and I've um I've got a couple of necklaces that I wear now with a turtle on it. I have a, a turtle crystal in moonstone because the turtle is the guardian of the full moon that I keep on my altar that I journal next to. And just tapping into that energy of the turtle just brings calm to my soul. I have had a few moments though where I've been pissed off with the turtle. <laughs> I actually wrote in my journal the other day, I'm like, why did you choose me, turtle? <laughs> Why did you choose me? You're coming with so much pressure. Pressure to actually have to put my dreams into the form. And oh my gosh, this is its too much. I can't do it. But the moment that I release those feelings that I'm having is the moment the turtle comes in to support me and says, this is exactly why I'm here with you. Because this is the next step in your journey. The next step in your coming home, the next step in grounding yourself deeper into your life than you ever have before. So the next animal that came into my world through the dream arc was the camel. And I shared a, a little bit about the camel on, I think it's episode 29, my diagnosis episode. And the camel really came in to support me through a very, very hard time that I had through December and January. 
This is when my, how I just explained that my health had been in such a bad way and I was just feeling exhausted to my bones every moment of every day and just aching from head to toe every moment of every day. And that can be fucking difficult to navigate, especially when you're a person who's burning with so much so many dreams burning with such a passion to work such a passion to bring my love to the world such a passion for people and so much love in my heart that just wants to come out as action to then have these these prolonged times of of such deep exhaustion and pain can be a very very difficult thing to navigate and the camel was exactly what I needed at that time to help me through. And the camel represents resilience and it is one of the portal creatures. So there are three portal creatures in the dream arc because there are three realms. You have the underworld or the shadow realm and the portal creature for that is the praying mantis. Then you have the, the life realm and the mammal realm, the gift realm. And the camel is the portal creature for that. And then you have the vision realm, the city realm. And birds um, are in that realm. And the woodpecker is the, um, is the portal creature for that. And so the camel just came in and I didn't dream about the camel. I didn't um, have synchronicities happen for me for, with the camel. It was actually suggested by Megan that I sat with the camel and also it was in the triple flame app and I just saw it one day and I was like I think that's what I need and then on that same day Megan said I think this is what you need and I was like okay this is exactly what I need and so I sat with the camel for two and a half three months where it was just guiding me to be okay in the exhaustion guiding me to stop in those moments where it felt too much, where I felt like I couldn't keep moving, where I felt like I couldn't go on and to just drink from the never-ending oasis of my own self-love. And that was exactly what I needed at that time. And I was still working with turtle and eel at this same time, but the camel was really offering me refuge just to pause. And I knew that I would stay with camel as long as I needed to. I would stay here with camel drinking from the oasis of my self-love until I could feel just in my heart, in my soul, that I was ready to keep moving. And a few weeks ago, I felt that shift happen where I was like, okay, I have filled up enough and I know I can come back to the camel at any time. The camel will always be there for me just as my oasis of self-love will always be there for me. But I really took my fill and... Oh, what a beautiful experience that has been and the camel's always going to be with me now and that understanding of that oasis of my own self-love is always going to be with me now. Megan sent me a little figurine of a camel that now sits on my altar which I'll be taking with me um, everywhere that I ever live as a reminder of that self-love, of that resilience that I always have access to. So it just came to nurture me at the very time that I needed the nurture the most. And even the meditation, the camel meditation, which you can access for free on the Triple Flame app, 
is the most nurturing and nourishing thing. And the way it's Richard Rudd talking in the meditation, but he speaks as if he is the camel and he changes his voice for the meditation and it just feels like a big warm hug. A big warm hug and we all need that at certain times on our journey and I'm sure I'm going to need it again. But it was exactly what I needed at that time. And so as the camel shifted out of view, shifted out of need in my life, um, I was initiated into a different portal creature. And the portal creature who chose me was the praying mantis. So the mantis is the portal creature for the under underworld, for the shadow realm. And it was just brilliant how it chose me. I was already feeling like my time with the camel was done. And um, I wasn't actively thinking, okay, now I need to choose another portal creature. I just felt like, okay, now I'm just going to focus more on the eel again. However, I was driving to the park with the dogs, as I do every morning to go and do my voxes. And as I was driving, I was like, what is that on my windscreen? Something was like fluttering about. And as I... As I looked at it closer, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a praying mantis. <laughs> it was just like standing on my windscreen, staring me down through the window. Like it was looking directly at me and it didn't blow off. It stayed on there the whole way. And then I pulled up at the park and there it was just standing there staring at me. And I thought, huh, interesting. There's a praying mantis. Maybe I'm being invited into journeying with mantis now. But I didn't overthink it. And this is the thing with the dream arc. I I don't think that I necessarily just take one little moment like that and go, okay, that's it. I sort of just see it, acknowledge it, take it lightly, and then remain open to that being a profound moment. And so I didn't really think much, you know, I didn't think much of it. Um, and I thought, oh, I need, to, I need to tell Megan that. I even took a picture of it, but I forgot to send it to her and I never ended up saying anything. Anyway... A few days later, maybe two or three days later, Mantis had gone out of my mind. I'm having a shower and I'm just contemplating away, enjoying myself in the shower. Suddenly at the corner of my eye, I'm like, there's something crawling up the wall in the shower. What the heck is that? I take a look. It's a bloody praying Mantis in the shower with me. You know, there's no, and, and here at um, Bevan's parents' house where I live, it's literally just a shower room. It's not like a bathroom where there's plants or anything. It's literally like a shower room that has just got like vinyl walls and a roof and everything. There's nothing in there except the shower. And this praying mantis had found its way in, inside and into the shower at the very time that I was in there. And the moment I saw it, that's when that real boof hit my heart hit my soul and said, you've just been initiated into a journey with the praying mantis. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll bloody do it. So then I got out of the shower and I went and I brought up the mantis um, and its guidance on my laptop and <laughs> I took one read of it and I was like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> it's, quite a, it's quite a hefty invitation. Um, to really sit with your fears deeper than you have before. And it's sort of like the praying mantis is like the Zen master. And when you sort of move out of line, the Zen master will whip you with its stick and you'll feel that sting. But this is its love. 
This is its compassion. This is it le- this is how it leads you with its heart. And I really, as much as I felt the resistance to it and the discomfort from it, I knew in my heart and my soul that this is exactly what I need. This is exactly where I'm at. And I'm ready for it. Because already from traveling with the camel, with turtle and with the eel, it had already peeled back so much in me that I'm actually at the perfect point in my journey to now travel with the praying mantis. And so that has been initiated. I have just been loosely contemplating it. It's been sitting at the back of my heart for the last week or so. And we will see where that takes me. This brings me now to um, the final little story of a dream arc animal that chose me. And this one came through a dream again. And this was quite an interesting dream. So the dream arc animals, they don't just come in dreams or um, with random animals and praying mantises showing up in your shower. There is a way you can do it in the course where you get led to... um, different categories of animals and it supplies ways that you can choose animals Um, however just the kind of person that I am I love to be intuitively led like this in terms of dreams and in terms of experiences and so I think that yeah this is the way that that the dream arc is unfolding for me And I was definitely not on the lookout for another animal because at this stage I hadn't come into that. I mean, only today have I come into that recognition that I'm going to be with the eel for 25 years and that it's okay for me to work with another animal. I didn't believe that, you know, a week ago when this next animal dropped in for me. And so I was a little bit like, oh, (laughs) does this mean that I'm initiated? And today, boom, it dropped in. I absolutely am. So in my dream... It was such a delightful dream. I was on a Gene Keys retreat in England with Richard Rudd and some other people. The other people that were in this retreat, I didn't know them. There were about five or six people. And we were at Richard Rudd's house. And so it's always an exciting dream when I I dream of old Richie. Um, It's my absolute, like, number one real-life dream is to meet this magnificent man and there's been a few dreams I've had where um, I have been with him which is so amazing and I believe they're archetypal dreams of of the Gene Keys and my work with the Gene Keys. Um, so in this dream, doing a retreat at his house and he was had a map out showing this boy uh, where he could go fishing and it was this big map. I, I remember even like being able to see see the map and all of it. It was a weird looking map, but it's like I could read it. And he was pointing to all of these places and he said, okay, so if you go around this point and you move around this bit here, this is where you'll find the fish. This is where you can go and, and catch the fish. And in this dream, I remember thinking to myself, oh, I need to really look in on where he's pointing so I can let Bevan, my husband, know where all the good fish are because Bevan's such an avid fisherman. <laughs> I was like, need to tell Bevy where the good fish are. And that was pretty much the dream. And when I woke up, it was with me in significance. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And I sort of just fobbed it off. But it kept coming back to me throughout the day. And I was like, huh, what is a dream about? me finding good fishing spots for Bev have anything to do with my life? What does this mean for me? And then it just dropped in. It was like, Haley, 
the dream arc. Fish are in the dream arc. And it wasn't for Bevan to find the fishing spots. It was you were being directed towards a fish from the dream arc that you meant to work with. And I was like, damn, that just, I, I just felt it land. And I thought, okay, I need to go into the dream arc and find all of the fish and then find which fish live close to where Richard Rudd lives. And then in particular, then I felt called, I know that Richard lives near the River Dart and he talks quite a lot about the River Dart and how it's a very special place for him. And I was like, okay, there's going to be a fish in the dream arc that lives in the River Dart that I'm meant to bloody work with. (laughs) And so off I go on a little expedition through the dream arc animals. There's a few fish in there and there are two fish in the dream arc that live in the River Dart, the salmon and the carp. However, the carp really, like, as soon as I brought it up, I felt it. I felt it shift something in me. I knew it was the one. And I had this visualization of the carp swimming up alongside my eel. And it was coming to be with me. And at this point, I was a bit confused because I was thinking, oh, I'm not meant to work with another animal. But of course, yes, I am. It's the perfect animal. And so just as I, I've just been describing to you sort of the journey so far, it's all around, you know, prosperity and how I've been afraid to dream, afraid of my own power, sort of fears around really handing myself over to my dreams. And a lot of my writing in the last few weeks has been around like breaking through that that barrier that I've felt to just fully be in my service, to fully just feed on the ground walking towards the things that I know I'm destined to do without getting caught up in the fantasy of them, but just being like "Mm," firmly planted in my dreams. Guess what the carp represents? It's a fear key. So it's a, it's one of the animals that helps you help support you through a shadow frequency. And it is the fear of dreams. The fear of bloody dreams, guys. (laughs) And it came to me in a dream, in a time where I'm fearing dreams. And then it is from the dream is category and it's the fear of dreams. And it could not be a more perfect animal to come and support me. So I've dreamt about this because that part inside my DNA where this freedom from the fear of dreams already exists inside of me through, through my dream life was calling it forth saying this is the part of you that we want to activate next. And so I'm bloody all in. I am all in. It represents um, the shadow of Gene Key 11, which is the shadow of obscurity. We actually did that Gene Key for a study group um, a couple of months ago, and I loved it. And I could really feel the call of this Gene Key. And I was like, ooh, I know I'm going to work with that at some point in the future, even though it's not in my profile. And here it is in the form of a carp, a bloody carp. Carp always makes me think of, has anyone ever played um, Animal Crossing? I love Animal Crossing. Such a great game. I don't have it anymore, um, but I used to play it a few years ago and I used to love going fishing and you'd always catch lots of carp. You'd catch lots of carp in that game. Um, And I always, I don't know, there's just been something about carp for the last few years of my life that it's always just been a little invitation. And so the fact that, mm, that now it wants to come and work with me, how bloody delightful is that? And so let me read to you some of the guidance um, 
from the carp. This is just to let you win on what happens with the dream arc when when an animal chooses you or you choose an animal. It comes with guidance, which Richard Rudd wrote in a channeled way, um, where this animal is inviting you onto a voyage, onto a journey, um, inviting you to look at certain things about yourself, about your life, and then you just intuitively work with it as long as it feels that that journey is going for. It's like, oh, it's just so bloody good. So here's here's some of the guidance. I am the great dream carp. What does it mean to be afraid of oneself, to be afraid of your own power? I live deep within every human. I am the glittering light hidden within the darkness. To find me, you must draw a deep breath of, sorry, you must draw a breath of deep courage and head straight into the murkiest places in your consciousness. Where are you least comfortable? Which part of your body do you least love? What aspects of your life is the most challenging? There you must go. Make an inner commitment to move directly towards your greatest fear. Seek out the dream carp in your soul. Among fishermen, we are the greatest prize, the mystical jewel of the deep. Old we live, huge we can become, wise far beyond your imagining in my eye. That doesn't say that at all. Wise far beyond your imagining is my eye. Long hours and months of patience you will need. Keep turning into the pain. Although your mind will continue to try and distract you, keep turning softly towards the pain inside. Embrace this pain. Open to its mystery. Let the rush of imagery come. Let the impulses from the deep unconscious rise up to the surface and sip the air of your awareness. You need not understand the images you see within your heart. As you drew me towards you, follow the flashes of my golden skin glinting in the, in the shells. Let the poetry of your heart crack through the rough hide of your pain. Allow yourself to express the pain as movement, as art, as music, as image or word or dream, as any external thing. Hold nothing back from this expression. Deep within your pain, you will find the sweet water of love. Let your dreams enfold you. Do not hide in fantasy. There's that fantasy again, guys. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> that word fantasy is in three of my animals that I'm all three of my animals I'm working with right now. Do not hide in fantasy about what could be, but breathe the actual essence within the images that move you in your consciousness. Fantasy doesn't transform. Pain transforms and then becomes vision. Enter then into the great mysterious world of your intuition, follow its threads though they may seem illogical. Enter the world of the child or the shaman and let the creative evolutionary spirit pour through your right brain. Do not even try and understand my guidance. Simply follow it. Understanding will come later. You are on the threshold of a great creative transmutation in which the light deep within your fear must finally be allowed to emerge. The fear is an illusion. Embrace the magnificence of who you are. Heart damn. I mean, oh, 
What a perfect invitation at the perfect time of my life. How crazy is it that out of these three animals who have chosen me through synchronicity and through dream, all contain the potent word fantasy within them. All contain guidance around unraveling myself from the fantasies of my dreams so that they can actually become reality, so they can become action. So I can disentangle myself from all of the visions of who I think that I need to be or who I think I should be so that I can just be who I am, so that I can pave the way of my dreams coming into the form, not my fantasies coming into the form, but the dreams of my heart. I mean, it just blows my mind, blows my mind. And that's the most beautiful thing about the dream arc is it just, it removes logic from the path and from the journey, which opens you up to these things happening. If I had gone into the dream arc with a logical brain and tried to choose based on the names of everything where I should work and which ones were meant for me, I would never have been initiated onto this extremely transformational journey. And I never would have even been able to choose what I thought I I actually needed. What I thought I needed would have been something completely different. As I've just opened my heart and allowed my intuition to guide me, the dream arc has brought me exactly what I need. And not only what I need, but a collection of animals and archetypes and gene keys, the, the, the exact ones to support me collectively in that journey. And... <laughs> it's just helping me so much to to let go of thinking that I need to know it all. Thinking that I need to know where I'm headed. Thinking that I could ever even know where I'm headed in the first place. All I need to do is to surrender to the calls of my own heart. Surrender to the present moment. Surrender to what life is presenting me. Surrender to the pain that is present and allow it to transform me. And that's really been my experience for the last six and a half months of journeying with the dream arc. It is taking the deeper elements of my pain and transforming them into purpose and then transforming them into pure love and taking so much pressure off of me that I have been subconsciously carrying since a young child. And it's allowing me to do that in a way where I feel so supported, so guided, so held, so seen, so loved, so nurtured. Even though some of the guidance of these animals that I'm working with can sound really intense and harsh and like, whoa, (laughs) it's asking a lot of me. At the very same time, it comes with such gentleness and patience. It comes with such love. And it's allowing me to access that which already lives within me. And so that was my little story time that I felt inspired to share with you today. I think this is the first podcast episode I've ever recorded the whole way through without stopping. I've been talking for 43 minutes straight now. have not 
pressed pause once. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to those stories and I really encourage you to go back and listen to um, the Dreamark episode, Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, if you haven't already, to hear the, the stories of the eel and of the turtle and the synchronicities. I just want to bring voice to this magic, right? Just bring voice to this magic. It's like a, a children's book, but in actual life. It's just, it's wonderful. It is so wonderful. And I invite you to take a look at the dream arc. I'll pop a link in, in the show notes. I'll pop my, um, my direct link that links to my um, guide account of the dream arc. And uh, yeah, go and have a little explore. This is something that you don't just, um, you. it's not like you purchase the dream arc and then you do it in a few months and then it's done. I feel like once you decide to do the dream arc, it's, it's something that will be forever with you. Not in a way that, oh no, now I have something that I have to do all of the time, but in a way that you will have something to support you for the rest of your days this place that you can always return to, um, to journey through life with. And if you're someone who is already really into the gene keys or you've begun your journey with the gene keys, the dream arc is something so beautiful to do alongside. It could be easy to think, and this is how I thought before, like, oh, it'd be too much to do them both at the same time, but oh, absolutely not. They complement each other beautifully. The dream arc it doesn't really take up much of your time either. It's something that happens in the background of your life. It's, it's a lifestyle that is ushered in and it just it supports you through everything without it being something that you have to sit and study. It's really magnificent in that way. It really, really is. And so a big, big thank you to Richard Rudd the creator of the Dream Arc, Rosie Aronson, the head of the Dream Arc, Matthew Ashdown, the manager of the Dream Arc, and um, Sally Middleton and Elijah Parker, who are also part of the Dream Arc team, for bringing such a magical transmission to our planet. This is what we have all been waiting for since we were children. I feel like... Being a child is like being immersed in the dream arc where the animals inspire you and you've got your teddy bears and you've got your toys and you have your imagination and the stories that are sitting on your bookshelf. We were immersed in the dream arc when we were children. We were immersed in, in the imagination of, of what it's like to journey with these animals and they were always bringing us guidance and now as adults, we have this invitation back into that childhood innocence, that childhood magnificence through the dream arc, but in a way that doesn't just bring about play and creativity, but deep cellular transformation. Mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, I think I'll leave it there. Thank you for joining me for story time. I love you all so much. And I'll be back later in the week with episode four in our self-love series. Can't wait to chat to you then. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.